here on the Word of Mom Media Network. I'm your host, Dory DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guests into the author's alley. Susan Michelle speaks on A Course in Miracles, which she has been studying for over 30 years. Her mission is to help others identify and process emotional pain so transformation can occur and they can grow and open up to their innate brilliance. She's a regular host on Paul Talk, ACIM Gather. She has been a guest speaker on numerous podcasts, including Private Lessons with Jesus, The Happiness Workshop, and Chats with Charlie. Her writings have been featured on well-known media platforms, including ABC, CBS, Fox, NBC, and Yahoo Finance. And she's all over here with her new book that has just come out, Surrender to Joy, From Suicide to Serenity. So with all that being said, Susan, welcome to Word of Mom Radio. Thank you, Dory. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure having you. So I want to take, I want you to take up on your journey from suicide to serenity and what made you write this book. My book, Surrender to Joy from Suicide to Serenity, took about 10 years to write. I certainly took my sweet time writing it. And I teach the transformational truth of A Course in Miracles, which is what I believe I was born to learn and to teach. My story starts out at the age of 20 when I ingested six bottles of sleeping pills. And what I realized is that I didn't really want to die. I just wanted to kill all of that pain inside me. Growing up, I had a lot of insecurities based on the fact that I was verbally abused by my father. He was a control freak. And I was abused by my classmates. I was uh, bullied for years. And I had just so many insecurities. I always felt like the odd person out, like I didn't fit in, like I was separate, which is also a core concept of A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles teaches that the reason we don't feel good is because we feel separate from others. So then at the age of 20, I thought that if only I could look as good as all those other models in the magazines, then I would feel good enough. So I did everything I could to look as perfect as possible on the outside. I got my nose straightened, my breasts enhanced, I lost weight, I worked out, I developed this, this portfolio of pictures 
I got representation by the top agency, the top modeling agency in Boston. So I actually got everything I wanted in the external world, but I felt just as lonely and anxiety-ridden and stressed out on the inside. That was the point that I lost hope and I tried to kill myself twice. It was five years later that I found A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles is the first and only path that I have found that leads to peace, love, joy, and happiness. So when I adhere to the principles, I feel good about myself. When I don't, I feel lonely. So my book is, is about my, my story and my uh, suicidal depression. I speak about A Course in Miracles throughout the text. I bring sentences and, and paragraphs from A Course in Miracles into my book to make them understandable to my reader. I use a lot of my own personal life examples to make points that I think are important. And I write about my own journey, and I give my readers shortcuts to avoid all the mistakes that I've made along the way. And I'm still a work in progress, but I, I am very proud of my book, which was released on Amazon this past Easter. It's amazing because there are things in your book I could identify, click with. What I like about it is that you don't have to know A Course in Miracles. To understand where you're coming from about A Course in Miracles and some of the things that you share. One of the things I was really clued in on was the movie Jaws. My mom did the exact opposite of your mom. Your mom in covering your eyes and trying to keep you away from the violence, but then you got to see the blood and everything afterwards. My mom took us to see Jaws and the next day took us to Jones Beach and we were the first and only people in the ocean. She was like, come on, let's play sharks. And there she was playing shark with us and stuff. And everyone else was standing on the beach, looking out, looking in. And my mom just was like, it's a movie. Don't be afraid. And so it's amazing how what happens in our childhood can really create these unresolved things that we bring with us. And you pointed out so often and very poignantly in your book. That's interesting that you brought that up, Dory. I know that's that's one of my favorite stories. It's it's for me. I was ten years old, you know, so it was about forty eight years ago. It was the first PG movie that my parents invited me to see. So I was sitting right next to my mother in the movie theater, and every time that music would begin to play. Do 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 do. I could hear her breathing very hard, you know, I could hear her breath. <gasps> I could see her hands tremble. I could almost feel her heart beating out of her chest. And every time the shark was about to bite, her hand would cover my eyes totally and completely. I would struggle to open her fingers. And by the time I could see the screen, all I could see was blood and gore. So this happened numerous times throughout the movie. By the time I left the theater, I was so scared I couldn't even go swimming in the neighbor's pool. In fact, I was so scared, and this is true, that I had a really hard time sitting on the toilet 
because I could just imagine this big creature coming up through the sewer pipes and gobbling my butt. So she did not pass this fear on to me because she was trying to ruin my vacations. She passed this fear on to me. She was actually trying to protect me, but she was scared. So what I picked up is I picked up her fear. And the reason I use that as an example in my book is because that's how most fear pain points get passed down to us. It's, it's fear that our parents have not worked out within themselves, so they, they pass that on to, to us. And that's where our lessons lie. Our lessons lie in overcoming the pain points and actually forgiving our parents. That's where we can have access to true freedom. It's freedom through forgiveness. It's interesting the things that you point out. One of the things you talk about, one of the chapters, black and white thinking, how it poisons your perception. And you have a quote in there that says, when you put people on a pedestal, you're bound Mm -hmm. to be disappointed because extreme thinking lacks clarity. And so often that black and white where you have no gray in the middle really just puts you at both ends of the extreme. How did you work through that for you? That is a biggie. My father was the one that ingrained that way of seeing the world into me, where I was constantly looking at the world as either black or white, good or bad. And I realized, you know, that even as A Course in Miracles stresses over and over Whenever we see someone as superior or inferior, we're not seeing them clearly. It's important to look at other people and see them as our equals. So even when I was, I was listening to A Course in Miracles on Audible this morning, uh, I was hearing that Jesus Christ does not want us to see him as superior because if we start worshiping him, we lose our clarity. Our goal should be to be like him. So with the black and white thinking, it's still a process that I need to be aware of. It's not easy. Like sometimes I would, I would see my father as all good. I would see, I would see him as this godlike being, because I think that's what he felt comfortable being, this godlike being. And then at other times, you know, when when he was being very controlling and abusive, I would look up at him in the opposite way, and I would see him as evil. But he's not. He's not either. He's not perfect and he's not a disaster. He's just someone that needed to learn certain lessons in this lifetime. He passed away about a year and a half ago. His birthday was actually a couple days ago. It was on April 27th. But it's something that I'm I'm still working through. I do realize when I can when I can embrace all parts of myself and show compassion for myself, the good and the not so good. I'm able to see other people in that same way because what we honor within ourselves, I think we're also able to honor in other people. 
Yeah, but that was that was an interesting chapter to write. Thank you for that question. Because again, whenever you are looking at someone as either superior or inferior, you're not seeing them clearly. It's an ongoing challenge, you know, because because whatever it is, whether I have more money than someone else or less money than someone else, whenever if I'm more attractive than someone else or less attractive than someone else, whatever it is, you know, I'm better than no one and worse than no one, and the same is true about other people. It's kind of like an ongoing challenge. My husband says the same thing, to, to realize that. So thank you for asking that question. You're welcome. And on that note, think about what Susan just said. We're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit Brain Love Health. Dot com. That's B-R-A-I-N-L-O-V-E-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to Stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Susan Michelle about her book, Surrender to Joy, From Suicide to Serenity. I want to go into the happiness part of this. And I absolutely love Is Happiness Oz or Kansas. And using the Wizard of Oz as a background because so often people don't realize everything you already have is right here. And it took Dorothy going to Oz to realize 
there's no place like home. Talk to us about how you came to bring that in because I thought it was fabulous. Thank you. Yes, the Wizard of Oz is just such a great analogy to A Course in Miracles and to life. You know, in the in the beginning of that story, Dorothy was living with Auntie M in Kansas, thinking that her happiness was on the other side of the rainbow. How many times do we think that life would be so much better somewhere else? I, I believe I, I've lived a large portion of my lifetime thinking that if only I was somewhere else, if only I had something that I don't yet have, I would be happy. So in the movie, Dorothy uh, finds herself in Oz, but then almost like the minute she gets to Oz, the only thing she wants to do is get back home to Auntie M, you know? And then what's funny about that, too, is she's she's looking about Oz, this, this man Oz, to tell her how to get back home, but she had the power within herself the whole time. All she had to do was click her ruby red slippers three times, and she would be back in Oz. And uh, we have that power also. A Course in Miracles teaches that I am home with God in heaven right here, right now. What is God? God is just this place of unconditional love. God is this place of total and complete acceptance. I have access to that mindset right here, right now. All I need to do is trust it. All I need to do is click my ruby red slippers metaphorically three times and I can go home to that state of mind. It's a state of mind. Heaven is a state of mind where we have no needs, where we accept the present moment exactly as it is. So in my mind, that's what the Wizard of Oz is all about. It's it's proving, you know, when you when you think of the end of that movie, Dorothy wakes up and she just loves her Auntie M. However, she just had a bad dream. That's all it was. It was a bad dream. She was lying in her bed the whole time. She had nothing to be afraid of. There was no Wicked Witch of the West. And again, when you, when you use that as a metaphor for life, you know, A Course in Miracles teaches there is nothing to be, to be afraid of. There is no devil. You know, we have everything that we need right here, right now. The only thing we need to do in order to access that state is remember it. So thank you again for that question. There is so much deep meaning in that fairy tale or in that story. There really is, and very often they miss the fact that everything from the courage to the heart to the brain to the happiness, it all was already there. Let's go into something else and talk about the breaking of the self-sacrifice cycle, because very often in trying to be people pleasers and make people like us and wanting people to like us, we go into this cycle of giving up the things that we want because it'll be better if I do something for someone else. How do you break that? Well, I grew up, as I write about in my book, with that mentality, you know, that that sacrificial mentality. 
that it's it's very important to give to other people. But what I learned and what, and again, this is what my mother lived. So because she was my role model, I learned to copy her behavior. And what she always did is she put her needs last and everybody else's needs first. So I always compared my own mother to Mother Teresa. You know, I'm I'm sure that Mother Teresa was a very loving woman, but but I guess in my mind I saw that kind of love as being sacrificial. So my mom was was tired a lot because she did so much for other people and she neglected to take care of herself and her own needs. I believe that's a big reason that she died at the age of 53 from ovarian cancer because she just didn't take care of herself. So again, I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn, and this is another chapter in my book, how to set healthy boundaries for myself. I had to learn how to say no and then compare that sacrificial mindset to A Course in Miracles who talks about miracles. Now, when we sacrifice, we actually deplete our energy. We lower our energy. And we actually give to another person in a way that does not benefit them truly. You know, that's that's my mother tended to, to do everything for me instead of allowing me to learn how to do things for myself. So by her giving so much, I actually grew up lacking a, a very poor set, important set of skills that I needed. So that was sacrificial giving. Now, when you compare sacrificial giving to a true miracle, when you, when you give out of abundance, when you give from a, a place of strength, you actually uh, provide help and support to the person you're giving to, and you feel more empowered. That's a huge difference. When you give and you sacrifice, you feel depleted. When you give and you are the conduit for a miracle and you give out a strength, you empower both yourself and the other person. It's a win-win. Sacrifice is it's not even a win-lose, it's a lose-lose because it, it provides the other person with help that doesn't really benefit them in the long run and you feel drained of energy where when a true miracle is when you give from a place of unconditional love, when you, you give from a, a place of being connected to your higher self, you feel more empowered, and so does the person you, you give to. So, so sacrificing is from the ego. The ego is the lower self. The ego likes to feel important. The ego likes to feel better than, you know. It's, it's, it's just giving in a totally different way, in a totally different mindset. So in my book, I write about the difference between sacrificing and true giving. It just takes... Slowing down, 
pausing. You need to be able to listen to your inner self to know if you're if you're giving out of love or if you're giving out of fear. Again, it's it's an ongoing daily kind of challenge to to decide when I'm I'm giving too much and when I just need to stop. But sacrifice is is written about throughout a course in miracles and a course in miracles tells us that it's it's not of God. It's it's of the ego. So but that was the perfect way to end this conversation. So as we are wrapping up, Susan, what do you want to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you? Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. It was a pleasure. I guess what I, I would leave your listeners, our listeners with is, is only the love is real. So when we are connected to our true self, you know, it's just such a, a joyful existence that we are, we are born to, to live. That's why I entitled my book, Surrender to Joy. You know, I, I have this, this paragraph that I start my introduction out with, and it, it basically uh, talks about everything that I believe in, you know, only the love is real. I write, my passion is God. God is love and joy and beauty. He is all that is good in the world. Everything else is our own miscreation. When we are filled with joy, we are connected to God. When we are not joyful, we have lost our connection to all that is real. This is my message. It can be clarified with three simple words. There is nothing to find. All we need to do is surrender because what we're looking for, as the Wizard of Oz says, is already within us. So it's a matter of slowing down and connecting to our inner wisdom. And uh, your viewers, our viewers can find out more about me uh, on my website, surrendertojoy.net www.surrendertojoy.net, and my book is available on Amazon, uh, Surrender to Joy, From Suicide to Serenity, by Susan Michelle. So, thank you. It's been my pleasure, and all of Susan's links will be live on Word of Mom Radio, and I encourage you to get the book. It's a very good read. It's an easy read, and it really points out why, when you look at it all, that empathy is always going to be the better choice in what you do. Because throughout my life, I learned that sympathy gets no one anywhere. When you can empathize with someone, that's when you can find a way to be with them and be present with them, as opposed to having that sympathy where it's just me sympathy makes you think that what I'm better and I just feel so sorry for you I don't feel sorry for anybody and you pointed out in your book that wherever you are this is where you chose to be embrace it be in it and continue to move so I really enjoyed it I enjoyed our time together Susan thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today I really appreciate it and you've been so gracious because everybody knows life has been going on like crazy so Susan actually rescheduled with me a couple of times you've been so patient and loving and I truly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dory. My pleasure. And for all of you tuning in, thank you for spending your time with us today. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true.